0: This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today, we have a jam Q&A. We're going to bounce all around. because we had some really good diverse questions today. Uh, We're going to dive into some business stuff. So I'm going to talk about entrepreneurship. I'm going to talk about starting a business and where I think the trends of uh, the fitness space is going in general with COVID-19. We're also going to talk about uh, relationships inside of entrepreneurship. And last but not least, we're going to talk about personal development of my own entrepreneurial journey and some weird things I'm doing, like carrying a bag of rocks around my neighborhood. So you'll hear a little bit more about that. And then we don't shy away from training and nutrition. We definitely dive into that because we had some really good questions on diet. It in training as well. Guys, this show is brought to you by Top Notch Nutrition. You can click the link in the description of the show and automatically save 10 to 15% off i highly recommend their pre-workout the grape flavor it tastes like big league chew it's literally so good um, i don't even use a drink i just throw it back in my mouth travis looks at me like i'm crazy every time i do it but check them out guys you can save 10 to 15 percent off and if you like the show do me a huge favor head over to itunes leave us a five-star rating and review and then tag me on instagram by posting a screenshot of this episode on your story my handle is at cody.boom i want to thank you for listening i want to share it on my story as well without any further ado let's get on to the q a
1: Another Q and A episode.
0: Um, getting some really good questions lately. I know, dude. They've been flooding in. It's I dope. Love it. I uh, I posted on Instagram too for for questions, and I got a ton back. Um, and I actually like them because most of them had to keep in that little thing. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of people who still DM'd me because I said if you have a longer question, DM me. You can only put so many characters in the little oh, form. Yeah. But um, but uh, a lot. Of, I think it forces people to like. Really get to the point and kind of concise and like really think, oh, like articulate what is exactly what I want to ask instead of rambling. Because like I said last time, like sometimes people just tell, share their story and I'm like, so what's the, the question? question? Is yeah. But we got a ton of good feedback on that. I was actually had an idea for a content thing for you to create that was like a story image with like an arrow pointing down to the message bar because you know how you can reply to people's story. Oh yeah. And say like podcast Q and A here ask your question yeah and like arrows point or down. maybe like you can even make it a video maybe like even this. you like going like i this thought about that too like, like that why do i have to point down yeah
1: but why do you have to point down?
0: because the messenger is going to be on the bottom because my thought was instead of putting the question can't box every the time mes- can't you put the question box anywhere i can but my thought was to not put a question drop box. a question yeah because then people don't, aren't limited to 10 characters or whatever it is like it's more than 10 but um because sometimes it is hard to ask a question and people will like abbreviate things because they're trying to fit it into this whole box i'd rather just have like a thing where it's like pointing down going ask this gotcha we need to make a uh, a, a gif talk shop you can like, uh, oh gif yeah you can make a, uh a gif for instagram hmm. as long as you have a, an actual business they'll accept it and you can submit and they'll yeah. do it
1: are you considered an actual business now <laughs> I would think. I mean, by Instagram standards. I think so. <laughs> uh,
0: as far as what I could tell, I, I I have every right to sign up for it. They just have to approve it. Yeah. I just don't know what my gift would be.
1: I thought Facebook hit you with the Heisman, with the business they page. They
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. But I kept pushing. Yeah. Got to change. Far All
1: right. Fast. Cool, man. Uh, let's start into this first question. Uh, we're starting with uh, Gavin. Yep. Gavin DeZora. Man, off to a great start. Where... <laughs> where where do you see the fitness industry moving forward after COVID-19?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Right out the gate. Um, hmm. Part of me thinks that.
1: You just I, you just discussed this with Mike Gizzertale. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: we were talking about this a little bit. Well, we were kind of talking about uh, like the healthcare system too and how, you know, because he, uh, I don't know if it was in the first or the second interview we did with him, but he asked me second. Yep. He, he asked me about um, what I think. He flipped the interview on yeah, you. Yeah. What, what are the healthcare professionals going to do? after? Or like, do you think people are going to shift into being healthier and getting more fit? Um, because technically, we are preventative health, right? If you work with us, we get you healthy. We get your diet right. We get your training right. You can avoid the doctor.
1: You get them or you help them?
0: We help them because um, we're not giving you a pill. But we get Them to a position where they can avoid the doctor essentially. But, like, what I told him is I was like, man, like, my hope is that this whole COVID thing is like a really big light bulb for people to get on that. Yeah. But my fear is that nothing is going to be scary enough to actually shift the minds of Americans. Anything. Yeah. I don't, I just don't think so. I think, I mean, how long have we known that cigarettes literally kill you? Still, multi million dollar industry. (laughs) There's
1: still people out here smoking. uh, Man. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. I won't say a billion, but God. Oh yeah, it could it very well it. could be. <laughs> yeah. It very well could be. Um and you know, and like for me, like I always just it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm just like, it's literally it's killing you. Yeah. Like you're puffing your life away. Like yeah. it's insane.
1: I I have a lot of like I, and I shouldn't even say this, but uh, I have a lot of mixed emotions and thoughts and stuff about COVID nineteen and all that stuff. But we're not gonna get in that de- into depth, but it has a lot to do with underlying issues, mm-hmm. right? And some of those underlying issues are caused by wreckage on your respiratory system. 100%. Smoking, blah, blah, blah.
0: Obesity is a big Keep one. on smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, if we think about it like that, like, okay, what's going to improve our respiratory and cardiovascular system? Not smoking. Not smoking. Um, cardio. So, being fit. And strength training still provides cardiovascular health. So, just training in general. And not being overweight. So, how do we avoid something like this? And that's why, like, there was that statistic. It was crazy. I saw this. Um and it was from New York, and New York's like one of the epicenters for this yeah. whole thing. I I don't know if this is exactly what it was, but it was I think it was eighty eight percent of the people who were hospitalized had more than uh, two or more diseases, and then ninety something percent it was like ninety six percent I think had at least one. Yeah, which means that every almost everybody in the hospital had some kind of underlying issue, whether it was. Uh, Obesity, diabetes, uh, respiratory illness from smoking cigarettes, um, hypertension, like all these different health issues or diseases. Um, And then I would assume that the 4% that weren't were probably 70 years old or older or just anomalies. And that's not to take this whole situation lightly because it is scary and it is affecting people. but. Yeah, but my point is is I don't know if anything can shift people's minds. I hope so. I hope this makes uh, – I, I hope the first thing that happens after this is that the, our industry booms. Like I hope it just explodes because we're literally trying to save people's
1: lives. Yeah. I think the uh, popular mindset and the popular thought on that is also, like you said, like the people uh, already in the hospital had a disease or whatever. So the popular mindset, I believe, is that A, we already have a disease anyway, is whether it, it – kicks into gear and it starts affecting mm-hmm. us or the other mindset is we're, if we're going to get it we're going to get it anyway yeah it's like there's so many people i've i've talked to so many people whether i know them or not like personally that say that i'm just like damn that's just how people think mm-hmm. i mean i just uh, fortunately i just have never got to an ex- into smoking but to, to an, an extent it's true but it's well i
0: think i think with that like it doesn't help no like to an extent it is true that uh, like most of us probably will get it um, but I think what's also true is a lot of us won't even know we got it. We'll think it's just a common cold because if we're really healthy, it might not affect us severely. Common COVID. Yeah. I, and yeah. if, like I think, like like you said, the biggest thing is that if we have these things happening and we're really unhealthy because of X, Y, Z, that's that's where the issue arises. Yeah. Um, and typically, like the the uh, correlation between uh, healthy and fit individuals and smoking is so complete opposite because usually when people get fit and start training, they're more likely to stop smoking. Same reason why there's all these like studies of like, Oh, like meat causes cancer. Like that was a big thing. Well, part of the reason is because the, the places they're going for meat are processed food factories, fast food, things like that. Those individuals also have a ton of other poor lifestyle habits and that causes cancer and disease and obesity, but meat doesn't cause it's a correlation not causation. Like, like uh, I heard somebody use this as an example. It's a really, really good way to look at it. Um, uh there's a correlation between kids eating ice cream on a beach and death and drowning. Well, the reason is because most like like there's ice cream stands on a beach and drowning only happens at the beach. So there's gonna be a correlation of people eating ice cream and drowning on the beach. Mm. It has nothing to do like you don't drown because you eat fucking ice cream. Yeah. You drown because of something else. Yeah. But you just happen to eat ice cream that day too. Yeah. <laughs> so the and there's actually like a legit correlation between something like that. But it just goes to show like there's a difference between causation and correlation. But we're kind of getting on a side tangent here. So where I think the industry is going, I cross my fingers and hope that it's a light bulb for people to just get in shape. And I hope that the industry just explodes. As far as like within that, like what do I think is going to change? You know, part of me doesn't think anything is going to change. Part of me thinks that um, this is going to lead to a growth in the trend that I already predicted. Like I remember somebody asking a question about what I see happening in the future of of the fitness space and everything. I I did a uh, Instagram post about it, but I want to say we answered on a podcast like over a year ago. And I said, like, I think more and more people are going to fall into this individualized category where they're going to fade further and further away from group coaching, because I think group coaching doesn't give that private atmosphere. Um, It doesn't allow customization of a diet of a training program of anything. And so people want a tailored approach and I hope that we become the next individualized buzzword. But essentially I think that's going to continue to grow. And I've thought that that's why we went all in on this idea of tailored coaching Mm -hmm. Um, so, I think that's going to continue because I think, you know, like with gyms shutting, yoga studio shutting, boot camp classes shutting, CrossFit gym shutting, everybody is left to their own devices. And the people who are being successful are the people who have a personal coach because that personal coach is with you in and out of the gym. So, I think that individualized coaching is going to continue to rise. Um, I think in 20 years, classes are going to come back. I think it's going to cycle because it always does. I think. Mm. Personal training is going to come back and, and be really big. And then groups are going to come in again. It's going to keep overlapping. Same thing happens with dieting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I think right. that individualized coaching, tailored coaching is going to continue to rise. I think that's going to be the biggest trend. Um, I think that data is going to continue to be something that people want to look at because, and this doesn't change with COVID. I think that's just like more and more technologies coming out of like track your sleep, track this. Like I had a question. I, I, we're not going to answer it today because I didn't look into the product, but it, it tests your metabolism. It's called. I think it's called Lumen. I didn't look at it, but I'm like, first thought is like, bullshit. How, how am I going to touch this little device and it's going to tell me how fast my metabolism is? I don't know about that. And if it's anything like a uh, uh, bioelectrical impedance, fat. BMIs. BMI. Uh, well, no, um, that's body mass index. Uh-oh. Bioelectrical impedance is a type of body fat scanner. You know those things you hold yeah. and you your body fat percentage. Uh, that's what I it sends a, co- a, a signal through your arm and it like basically times how long does it take to get through this arm to this arm um but water carbs muscle tissue all those things can affect how that the process so if i'm super jacked and i just had a refeed day it's gonna tell me i'm fat yeah i'm not fat like um but i think more and more technology is going to come out i mean you can track everything now you know so i think uh technology and and data is going to be important and if we look at going back to tailored coaching individualized coaching we're really big and most really good individualized coaches are big on data because i want to know how was your stress? How was your sleep? How was your digestion? How was your weight loss going? How are you consistent with your macros? What are your macros? Like, let me see all these numbers because that's how I can guarantee the progress to be made. If we're just following habits, quote unquote, which are great, we're just crossing our fingers and hoping that they pan out. But yeah. we have no like actual trajectory of where you're going. It's like if you talk to somebody in business and you're like, okay, so w- what's your revenue? And they're like, oh, I don't know. What? You don't know how much you make per month? No, I don't even... I don't look at the numbers. It's coming in from different places. And I got PayPal and I got Stripe and I take checks. And I'm like, dude, you, you got to get your house in order. There's no way to determine where you're going to go if you don't know where you're at. It's like a GPS, And I think that's becoming more and more prevalent. Um, but I don't think COVID changed that. I think COVID made people realize oh, that they can use awareness. those tools. Yeah, because exactly. It raised awareness because now people are at home. Well, guess what? Tracking all these things is going to help you get through this right? Because you can't do all the things that you were once able to. Having an individualized coach is going to help you get through this because you can't go to the class and be with a bunch of people. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing, man. I think that, um, I I just think it's going to continue going that way. I don't see it, like, I see a lot of gyms closing. I think a lot of gyms are going to go out of business because, you know, as a business owner, it's one thing to have enough in your savings to cover expenses for a month, Two, they say technically as a business owner, you should have enough in your savings to cover three months of expenses. And that's payroll, rent, uh, uh, all the stuff to run, the ins and outs. So for us, like podcasting and website and blogging and all that shit, um, content production. But like some people don't have three months Mm -hmm. stashed away, especially like there's people that who just opened gyms and then two months later, COVID hits or they had enough for one or two or three and now it's gonna extend to four or five and we don't know. Like I think a lot of people are gonna go out of business um, unfortunately it's really sad cause I, I hate to see that in the industry, but I think that's going to be a big thing in which again is going to double down on online coaching because yeah. there's going to be a lot of places that are no longer in business. Um, and I think so that the people that are in business are going to have to step up their value because they have to kind of like make backup for what they lost during COVID and what, what are they going to do for that? They're going to look at more data and they're going to get more individualized because people want customization. People want, it's why we called it tailored. When you go get a suit tailored, you feel fucking special. Yeah, <laughs> You feel important. Like it's for you. And that's what I think people want.
1: Yeah. How, how are all these people that transitioned to online coaching or online, you know, hire an online coach, how are they going to do the workout? if gym's close?
0: At home, and I think that's the next thing is is what I was gonna say is actually to it, go
1: make a home gym. I mean, not anybody, not many people could do that.
0: So two of the two things: one, a lot of people are doing at home bodyweight workouts. The thing is, too, is there's always gonna be gyms. So this ends, fifty percent of CrossFit's closed fifty percent of functional gyms close. That might be an overstatement. Who knows what it's gonna be? But the let's other, just the say fifty
1: percent are gonna boom.
0: Exactly, yeah, hundred percent. So if you if you make it. Phew, you're going to, your gym's going to explode. Yeah. I'm kind of out of that scene because we don't want a public gym. Yeah. Um, but I also think that like, you know, places like 24 hour fitness, LA fitness, they're yeah. not going to close. Okay. Um, I doubt it. Like there's some gold's gyms that closed down, but they were in like rural communities, like really tiny towns. Yeah. And gold's gym is probably at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to those big box gyms, but people are always going to have access to those. So maybe they can't go to their favorite CrossFit, but they can go to LA fitness, Yeah. you know, and then they can hire an online coach. The other side of it is uh, at home. So body weight bands, people are just going to have to make do. And I think there's a lot of people now. So there's two crowds of people that we work with and two crowds of people that all personal trainers work with. You get the person that comes in the gym or into your coaching company and they love training. Perfect client. It's mm-hmm. fun. We can program for them. They're excited to go to the gym. They're like, can I train seven days a week? And you're like, no, you got to calm down. I'm like, And then there's the people that are like, Hey, I hate training. I don't want to go to the gym, but I want to lose weight because I need to for my health. Those individuals who are not obsessed with training, which is kind of the outlier, like yeah. I'm, I'm weird for liking this shit so much. Those individuals, I think, are understanding that like, oh, shit, I can actually get really good results at home if I just have some self-discipline. All I need is a band in my body weight, and I can crush this workout and lose weight. For the guy that wants to improve performance, improve strength, be as jacked as possible, or girl, they need a gym because they need weights. Um, so I think more people are realizing you can get by – and it, it doesn't take as much as people thought to maintain what yeah. they have. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, like, I do think home gyms are going to come become really popular.
1: I w- dude, I was just having a thought earlier about if home gyms, quote-unquote home gyms, become really popular, and those companies, like,
0: Rogue's killing it in- right
1: now. increase in revenue so much, they might bring their price point down mm-hmm. to where people can afford home gyms. Yeah,
0: I'm sure they already are. There's got to yeah. be promos and sales going yeah. on and shit. Um, but I know like companies like, like Titan fitness, for example, Titan fitness fitness is dirt cheap. Like th- their equipment's not bad either. Depending on what you get, it's yeah. like, you might as well, because you're not going to like a sled, like a yeah. pilot sled. But you're not going to break a fucking sled. You're just pushing it down turf. Get the one from Titan because it's but, 25% <laughs> is as that cheap. that a
1: good example? People are going to have a sled in their house.
0: No, yeah. but I'm just saying like certain equipment, like yeah. bands. Yeah. And, Get the cheap ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, but But you if know, you get a cable rack, you might want to go with Rogue or Elite FTS because you know it's gonna last. Yeah. Because sometimes you get like I've gotten a cheap cable tower off of Amazon, I built this shit. That's true. Ripped it out of the wall, like it just wasn't very good. Yeah. Um but like this dumbbells, f- this big free motion one we have here, that's not going anywhere. No. <laughs> it's yeah. it's sturdy. Um, but I do think I think more sales are gonna happen. I think people are gonna be just I already have clients that are sending me pictures. I have more than one client that sent me a picture of their living room now, and it's like decked out sick like they have a fucking squat rack next to their couch i'm like damn my wife would never yeah, let me I do that <laughs> but that's dope yeah i'm, like, I'm proud of you and they're like yeah i'm single so yeah living room is a gym now i'm like that's sick that's sick but but yeah i think uh i, I definitely think hope. home gyms let's hope yeah i hope so I, I mean i don't care either way you know we're gonna work with people no matter if they're working at home if they're in a, if they have a home gym or if they're working at la fitness or crossfit we're with all kinds of people um i um i would prefer all the gyms to not go out of business because I feel for them. Like yeah. I'm a business owner, that would be, COVID's scary. Like yeah, and that's also the last thing like I would want for if
1: them. I mean like on on that same point, if if businesses or gyms do go out of business, that's less space for people to get involved. Hundred mm-hmm. you know percent. I mean? You can't yeah. you can't crowd a gym. Yeah. I mean, that's cool if their gym booms. But it can only boom so much. Exactly. You know what I mean. And
0: there's, you know, there's certain people who like one, they get intimidated by more people being yeah, in there. Absolutely. Um, or they thrive off other people's energy. So if the gym closes, it's even worse because they don't have other people to thrive and get energy off of. They yep. have to do it at home, and then they're demotivated. Yeah. So I think it kind of depends. You know, um, I mean, I had a garage gym for well over a year, and I worked out by myself every single day, and I had no problem with it. Yeah. I don't um, think I that. enjoy working out with you guys way fucking more, but. I'm the type of person I'm gonna get it done no matter what. Yeah. But
1: I don't think there's any positive in Jim's closing. No, there's
0: not. There's not.
1: Cool, man. I think we definitely answered that yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good question. All right. Uh, second question is from Christy Cav Nine. What do you mean when you say quote unquote protein can't be stored as fat? How are the excess calories stored then?
0: Man, I I said this on Instagram and I literally got Destroyed Th- that question. I got a question on Instagram asking me for to cite research, and I got an email from somebody. All friendly people, just being like, "Yeah, I'm really curious. Like, how does that? Doesn't that defeat the purpose of calories in versus calories out thermodynamics?" Um, and it's confusing. And, and unfortunately, everybody's asking me this, and we haven't aired Bill Campbell's episode because me and him sat there and talked about this because he was one of the guys that did a research study where they basically put women in a 400 calorie surplus, which if you're in a 400 calorie surplus, you're probably going to gain weight. Um, but they actually lost body fat and built muscle and they lost more body fat than the group that was eating less calories. But the reason is those 400 calories were strictly from protein. Um, and Dr. Jose Antonio, um, you'll have to remind me, we'll have to cite the research in here. So nobody hits me up and is like, Give me the research. Um, Jose Antonio has done multiple studies. He did one that was like 1.5 grams per pound of body weight, I think. So like a good amount of protein. Um, I mean, like normally you eat a gram per pound of body weight, right? 1.5 is quite a bit. And then he did another study to follow up because people said they they ridiculed that study. So he did another study that was even longer in duration, and it was uh, two times (coughs) body weight. Ungodly amount of protein. That's literally me eating 300 and... 40 grams of protein a day a day Damn. fuck that like that would be a bloated gassy mess <laughs> not fun and there's no benefit to it so what they saw in that study was again no like they didn't build more weight or more muscle than the people who were eating like one to 1.2 grams per pound so it shows that like you don't need to eat that much to build more muscle, but they didn't gain any extra fat, and they were eating 800 calories over maintenance, so 800 calorie surplus in just protein, and they didn't gain any body fat from it. Hmm. Um, the the only side effects they had were uh, th- that groups I think they sweated more at night, which makes sense. You're eating more food, your body's going to yep. heat up temperature, and you're probably just sweating. Um, Got the protein but sweats. But people will say like, so what? Protein just can't be stored as fat. I don't think that's the case. I think it just takes a- an amount of protein that we have yet to research like i think you literally need to eat so much protein you'd probably have to be in like at least a thousand if not more calorie surplus which is just ungodly like you'd have to i mean obviously they did two times body weight and they didn't gain any fat so you know and then you got to think about it like this too like okay if you're at maintenance and then you add 800 calories into a surplus in protein and you don't gain any weight, but then you add 200 extra calories of carbs you're probably going to gain fat from those carbs not from the protein and then now we have to have this discussion of like okay now how do we test to see if it was the protein or the carb that stores fat because we just know you were in a surplus um but i at the end of the day good like study it, it would be a good study yeah. but th- that there's been three studies of protein overfeeding like this two by dr ose antonio two, one by dr bill campbell um both which i know personally and can email and get and i have because i've asked this question we've talked about this and uh, there's just there's just no proof that it's gonna happen yet. Um, it doesn't mean it can't happen because you can't you can't debunk thermodynamics. Calories in versus calories out is, is it's a thing. But I think it has to be so much that it would just be insane. Because otherwise, why didn't they store fat and why did they burn more fat? The question with that is like. Well, most likely what happened is, one, the thermic effect of food with protein is higher than carbs and fats. And the thermic effect of food basically means how many calories per gram do I burn by digesting this oh, food? Yeah, does,
1: does that, what you just said, does that have any, um, any effect on, like, genetics? Uh, I mean,
0: thermic effect food?
1: Well, how many you burn per...
0: Yeah, I would say so, yeah, because, like, thermic effect food is, is part of, uh, uh, it's a metabolic process in a sense, and the genetics play a big role in your metabolism, but not as much as other things just because there is a actual number of like, how many calories do you burn per gram of protein versus per gram of carb? And you burn way more calories eating protein than you do carbs or fat. Carbs, you burn more calories than fat, and so fat's the lowest, but protein's by far the highest by like a long shot, like more than double, I think. Um, So that right there, you go, okay, well, maybe what's happening is that 800 calories of extra... calories from just protein is just getting burned through thermodynamics. You're, you're sweating more, you're moving more. It's, it's increasing your neat. Um, and that's causing you to, to burn more calories. Uh, for some individuals, maybe they have that and recover faster, or, um, they kind of have like, uh, there's a lot of tryptophan in some protein too. So maybe they're getting better sleep because of the protein. And then because of that sleep, they burn more calories as well. And that leads to fat loss. We really don't know. Yeah. Um, but what we do know is that in the studies that have examined, protein overfeeding in both men and women, so far we can't find a, a amount of, an amount of protein that would be stored as fat. And your body will use it. So like if, if your muscle tissue has used all the protein it needs, there's other tissues in your body that require amino acids and proteins in order to repair, rebuild. Because um, everything in our body is breaking down constantly. We're always in a state of uh, catabolism and anabolism. So catabolic is the breakdown of things throughout the day. We're basically in that we're using energy. We're using our body. We're moving, we're talking, we're training. And then at night when we're sleeping, we're anabolic, we're sitting there and just recovering. Um, So I think protein usually will either get used for muscle tissue. It'll get used for other things. And then anything left, it's just going to burn through perspiration. So sweat and stuff like that with thermodynamics, or you're going to piss it out as nitrate. Um, And there it goes. So, I mean, worst case, it's expensive pee, you know, But I doubt it's going to store its fat, which is good to know because if somebody's dieting and they're super hungry – I mean, I have, I have women that have eating uh, 1.5 grams per pound or more because they're 125 pounds. They have five pounds to lose, and they're, they're really hungry, but we have, to, we have to grind to get them as lean as they want to get. There's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of competitors who do that shit too, especially when they're that light. Like for somebody like me, 1.5 is a lot because I'm heavier than a 125 yeah. pound female. But um, point being is it's not harmful and it can be used as a satiation tool when you're hungry during a diet.
1: Touche. Yeah. What did you respond to all those other people? All uh, answered on the podcast. <laughs>
0: I basically did said that in a shorter way, and then I uh, the I, asked I sent them research. Re- yeah I sent them research. I yeah. sent them the links. Um, and I actually have, like, the PDFs of, like, so some of them, like, the Bill Campbell one is not open access, I don't think, so that what that means is you can't just go view the whole study. You can look at the abstract. You have to pay to be a part of a group to get in there. But I have the actual PDF on my computer, so I can ask Bill if he'll let me, like, put on Dropbox and give a link because he sent it directly to me before our last podcast. Um, but, yeah.
1: And just a GIF of Mike drop. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> that's That's definitely a GIF. I think they need an emoji of that, too. Like dropping a mic emoji doesn't move i don't think i know but like even if it was just like this and the mic was right here like a hand yeah there you go uh, email
1: apple cool all right um uh, next question that was good uh alexiana raglan would you do a podcast with your wife on tips ideas etc or on making your relationship work
0: no. <laughs> I won't because Shannon wouldn't do it. Shannon would. I uh actually that was one of the first things I I don't like my voice. Yeah, she wouldn't want to be on here. <laughs> I love you Shannon. Um she's just like I I wouldn't know what to say. And she would honestly she would be brutally honest and I, I think people would be surprised. I mean like we're oh. not we're not perfect. You know what I mean? Like and there's plenty of little things that I do that that trigger her and and piss her off, you know what yeah. I mean? So and and I'm aware of those things. Uh like as you know I'm going through wake up warrior again um, and working with Andrea. So I'm constantly working on myself and, and there was actually, this is, so let me answer the question. I'm gonna tell you a story that's pretty crazy. Um, so first, no, I won't because she won't agree to it. When, when COVID happened, I brought like my mics and stuff home, um, and the other mixer, just cause I was like, oh, well, if I can't like leave the house. Cause at that point I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. There are going to be cops outside telling me I can't leave. I'm bringing my podcast at home. Yeah. So I was like, Shannon, I got stuff here. We should do a podcast. She was like, no, there's no way. Um and I'll say that next time i see her. Yeah. I think it would be good. I think I'll try, try, I've I've been asked that question so many times, it's insane. Like I've been makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think people want to know, and I think it would be helpful for uh business owners and their spouse to listen to just to hear the perspective of like I actually have a post that's gonna go out probably in the next couple days. Entrepreneurship is the biggest double edged sword. Like I get to choose my own hours, which is Amazing, right? We want that, but I have to choose my own hours, yeah. which makes it really difficult to get off on time. It makes it really difficult to end the to-do list yeah. that is never ending. Um, I I get to determine my own pay, co- my income, yeah. but I don't have any security to determine my income. Like yeah. the, everything is like, well, that's awesome, but it's also fucking scary. Yeah, um, you know, and and like the responsibility of it. So like a lot of that stress, realistic, gets put on her because I'm going through it and I don't have anybody else to put that on to to vent to to talk to and if anybody's gonna feel my stress and frustration and anxiety it's gonna be her she lives with me yeah sleeps next to me every night you know what i mean so um i think it would be good for people because they would get a realistic perspective of like hey like here's what real life looks like it's not glamorous but here's all the shit that we do to to continually work on getting through it because i think that's the big kicker is like how do you get through it um so I think the the biggest thing with that is like it starts with you. So for me, it's it's like never skipping, you know, meditation. I do my stack every day, which is like a, a, a kind of like the flow, which you yep. know of, um, and uh, and I go through my like appreciation. I do everything I need to do every day to make sure I'm in a good place. Because if I don't show up as the individual I need to show up as, our relationship's not going to be right. And then she does the same on her own. She does has her own reading, her own journaling, her own stuff that she does to make sure that she's in a good place. Um, and i think the i think the hardest part that comes with that is is just the the crucial conversations you have to have along the way you know being being somebody that's good at communicating it can be tough when it's hard to, uh, conversations to have or or like i'm a people pleaser so i will just not say anything to anybody ever because i just want everybody to be happy yeah. and that's not a good thing because it ends up biting you in the ass down the road. So like – but that's something that she that's never – fine line. Yeah, exactly. And, okay. and if you beat around the bush or just go, yeah, 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 and then it comes back later and it was never fixed or it was never solved or your feelings never came out, you're holding a lie for, for too long uh, because uh, just like lying to somebody, it, holding in the truth is just as bad. Is lying to somebody Definitely. but i think like those things have nothing to do with her she's not gonna identify those things in me i have to identify those things in myself and if i can do that and then tell her about it which has been the biggest thing for me is like hey this is what i'm going through hey this is what i'm feeling hey these are my stressors this is the stuff i'm doing in warrior this is the stuff i'm doing with Andreas. like i just want to fill her in with everything i'm like you don't have to understand it or even get what the hell is going on in my head because my head's kind of loony sometimes but i just want you to know what I'm going through and like what I'm doing. Be aware, be aware of it. Yep. So be in the loop. Um, and I think that's the best advice I could give. Um, now, why I was saying this because like uh, so part of working on yourself, like I'm doing Warrior, and they have to, you have to do like different things throughout the weeks, right? Leading up to Warrior Week. So Warrior Week is in June. Um, it's it'll be virtual this time since COVID. But um, like. <laughs> the first thing I had to do was uh, a walk and talk. So a walk and talk, like, I remember doing these back in the day. Basically, you'd go through some drills, some, have some revelations, and then you'd go, all right, walk and talk. You go walk the block, and you, you grab a, another, they call it, say, grab a brother and go walk. So you grab a dude, you walk down the street, and you explain, like, this is what I got out of that. This is the revelation. This is, like, uh, whatever the, the, the topic was of that thing, and you discuss it with another person getting it out there. And then as soon as you reach the end of the street, turn around, they get to explain to you on the way back. Um, But you can't do that during COVID because you can't be within six feet of your brothers. So like the walk and talk is on your own. And this walk and talk was crazy. They were like, all right, you got to dress in all black, go out in the middle of the day, grab an industrial garbage bag, and you're going to walk. You're going to walk for 20 minutes straight. And you're going to admit and accept all the lies that you have told yourself or that you have told others. So you're sitting there walking, and whether that's stories that you've played out in your head, doubts, fears, lies that you told to other people. And, and for, for me, transparently, like, it was less about, like, blatantly lying to somebody. It's, it's more about trying to please them and not giving them my truth. Um, and that hurts me. But, like, walking, as you admit these lies, you have to pick up a rock for every lie. So I'm filling this bag up with fucking rocks. It's, like, cold out. I got, like, my beanie on. I'm walking through Tolly, <laughs> putting rocks in this bag. And then once the timer goes up after 20 minutes, you got to sit wherever you're at, and you have to voice record yourself admitting those lies uh, out loud. So then I sit down in the woods, talking to myself, 20 minutes. Once that timer goes off, you walk all the way back, and then you listen to the recording. So you have to hear yourself replaying those lies in your head really fucking crazy experience really powerful at first i was like bro come on this is weird and then i was but i was like man i'm 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 here to give it my all and to do whatever you guys fucking say because i'm trying to be a better man yeah and it was really powerful man it was it definitely opened my eyes to a few things that i wouldn't have identified as lies but i do believe there were stories in my own head that were holding me back in multiple areas of my life so really powerful how do you,
1: how do you even identify those
0: it's tough at first i was walking and i'm like i don't know like but you walk for five minutes, you look at your timer, you're like, Fuck, I got 15 minutes left? Yeah. <laughs> and you start thinking of shit. And yeah. you just start running through, like, I just went, like, let's go through myself first, yeah. and then let's go through my wife, and yeah. then let's go through my mother, let's go through my father, let's go through the lies I've told myself about those people. And you just keep going and going and going and going. And a lot of it is insecurities, it's doubts, it's judgments that you place on yourself, that you're projecting on other people, so on and so forth. Really, really deep shit. But um, the the crazy part was, so I kind of went against the rules because they were like, at the end, you're going to take that bag. You're going to hide the bag. You're going to put the bag, stash it away. You're going to keep that bag because that represents So the whole point of carrying this big bag of rocks. And I was grabbing big rocks. That's the weight of the lies you're telling. Yeah. Me. So when you're walking, you know what I mean? But they were like, put the bag away because that's going to represent like the lies you're storing them away. But I was like, I don't want these lies anywhere near me. I'm going to fucking get rid of them. Right. So I got to the end and I was on this like, you know, we have those like cliffs coming yeah. off the, the trails. I had this bag of rocks and I was like, I don't want to litter, but I'm going to swing. I'm just going to throw this bag of rocks off the cliff because I want to get rid of them. And I swung, and as I threw, all the rocks just ripped out of it. And the bag stayed in my hand. And the bag is me, the rocks of the lies, which was actually really symbolic. And I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. Like all the rocks went away. And then it started pouring down rain on me. And it was almost like he was cleansing me. <laughs> like, and I, I'm walking home in the pouring down rain. Like, that was fucking trippy. I ripped open the bag. I got home. Cham's like, you want to talk about it? I was like, no just watch netflix <laughs> it's just chill. Dope. but it was crazy man but point being going back to the beginning like i did that uh for myself for sure but with the purpose of being a better husband and father so i think like the, to answer your question more directly i think and i can't give marital advice because i consult andreas for that shit yeah. <laughs> like um one if you if you're if you want that hire andreas uh, he's been on the podcast twice he's unbelievably helpful in my my relationship um, but I think it's. It, I think it really comes down to each individual working on themselves separately, and if they can independently want to be better people independently as themselves, I think they come together stronger.
1: Touche, I love it.
0: Paul Klingon had a really good analogy for this. It was really like, like hippie, but like it was. It was really good. He was basically like, I look at two relationships like. You're rooted and you have to like water your own roots because you grow up as a tree. And then once you grow up and you you build your foundation and you actually like you are established as who you are, you begin to grow branches and your branches come together. And that's how your branches bridge from tree to tree. Your roots are completely separate, yeah. but your branches can touch at the top. And that's marriage. And I was like, damn, that's pretty, it's a good analogy. Yeah. Dude. He's an analogy. I don't yeah. know if you've talked to him,
1: but no. dude, I can see it. I know him an- enough.
0: All the time. Yeah. Like I'd get on a call with him. And I hope he's listening. This could be so funny. He's like, man, sometimes, you know, I feel like Luke Skywalker in uh, The Death of the Way. And he's just like going on and on. And I'm like, what? And then I like replay really it in my head and I'm like, fuck, I get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a Star shit. Wars guy. Huge Star Wars guy. I think he's got a Star Wars tat.
1: All right. Nice. Well, we'll work on getting Shannon on the podcast. Yeah.
0: You can try. You guys, you guys are going to wait a while. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. All right. Uh, uh, oh, look, well, one last thing with that. Like, listen to the Date, Date Your Wife podcast if, if you really want to, like, dig into, like, okay. couples of entrepreneurship. Because Gary J. White, the owner of Wake Up Warrior, has a podcast that he does with his wife. And it's about being husband and wife, parents, and business owners. So they both own two very successful businesses. Wow. So check
1: that out. Cool. All right. Um, ba- uh, Bass Built Fitness. Best advice for starting your own fitness and nutrition online co- coaching business? I feel like it.
0: You sure it's not bass?
1: B-A-S-S. Bass or bass? Yeah, who knows? I thought bass would be B-A-S-E.
0: Is it? Like when you have like… Baseball? Yeah, but it's like… Not basketball. I know. Okay, like a bass, like… like A guitar. But I'm thinking like, yeah, like a bass is like B-A-S-S. Dude, like a bass now it's not on me, it? dude. A bass guitar is B-A-S-S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said that to myself. But so is like, bass like a fish? Yes. it's weird. Maybe he's a fisher. That's Maybe what I'm he thinking. he gets people fit to fish bass. Bass are pretty big, right?
1: <laughs> no.
0: They're not? Oh. I mean. I mean, are they tough to reel can in? Can be.
1: No, it's not a marlin, that's <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Best advice for starting your own fitness and nutrition online coaching business. Uh,
0: first I reccom- like deja vu. <laughs> yeah. First recommendation is uh, train people in person. And ideally do it for a long time. I think that's one of those ones people don't like to hear because it's like, okay, well, like, go work at a gym for five years. And they're like, well, what? Like, no, I want to be an online coach. And it's like, first and foremost, like, online coaching isn't, like, what people always think it is. Like, some people think it's literally, like, just for everyone either. No, but people think it's like, oh, I just work whenever I want. Like, I can chill on the couch. I can work in my pajamas. I can go to the beach. It's not like that, man. There's a lot of shit going on, and you're constantly working. So it's not any easier. If anything, it's harder because you have to have everything systemized properly for somebody to understand without you being right in front of them, which means if you don't have systems in your business, you're screwed. Because in-person in training, if you know training, somebody walks in the gym, you're going to get a good workout. I don't care if I was unprepared or not. I can make something up on the spot that would make you think that I planned this a week ago. True. But you can't do that with online. It has to be all methodical. So I think number one, like uh, recommendation, train people in person. I think having that connection in person and working with people hands-on teaches you more about movement patterns and cues and in how people actually move going through a movement versus what you like read a study about squats on. Um, and cause like every single person squats different. Every person hinges different. Every person presses different. Everybody reaches overhead different. Everybody's mechanics are different. So seeing that live is really important. Um, I also think the actual connection of, of talking Two people in person is really important. I think the years of personal training helped me become a better online coach because I was able to actually communicate with people more effectively because I had that relationships, those relationships built over time um, in person. Uh, so in-person training, the second one is, is systemize everything. If you don't have systems in your business for every step of the way, you're in trouble. And I always tell people like, look at the client's journey. What do they do? They find your content, then they go to your website, then they apply for coaching, and then they get on a call, or somebody reaches out to get them on a call, then they get on a call, then they purchase, and then they get an onboarding email that has to tell them what to do to get started, and then from that point, you have to do something, which means that you have to create, then you have to teach them what you created. Like, there's so many steps, and people don't like take an outside perspective of this. Um, I did this at one of my like, masterminds a couple years ago. Like I wrote out every step of client journey, and I'm like, do you have a system and a process for every single step? And people were like, fuck, no, I have a step for like that one and that one. And it's like there's 17 steps if you really think about the client's experience. So systemizing that entire process and making it flawless um, and, and understand like being professional. Like, I mean, anybody can ask my coaches too. like it, during an internship day one, I'm like the, the thing I'm going to be looking for first because it's easiest for me to pick out is grammar and punctuation. If you send me an email that is like an example of what you send your clients and, and grammar is off, punctuation is off, like reread it because that's unprofessional. Like Just throwing a sloppy ass email together is just not okay. Um, so getting your writing skills up. Honestly, I, I've, I've read books on grammar, punctuation, and vocabulary, just to make sure that my grammar and shit was on point for when I'm writing blogs and emailing clients. Um,
1: and writing blogs just to practice to write blogs. Exactly,
0: just literally writing every day. Um, and I still to this day write every single day no matter what. Even it's, A lot of times they're not blogs. They get published. They're newsletters or they're, it's in my journal or it's like a worksheet through Warrior. But I'm writing every day and I practice how I write and tell the story, um, which is another good point. You should read a book on storytelling. There's the, the art. I think it's called The Art of Storytelling. There's The, war, the Story War uh, is a good one. Um, words that sell is a good one. And then reading fictional books is good too. Cause you can see how people write compelling stories. Um, but personal training person, build that connection, systemize everything in your business, every step of the way, um, learn better writing skills because I think that's really important for online communication. Um, and that would probably be it. Learn, I mean, you gotta have, uh, I think it falls into the systems, but having systems to track data to make sure your clients are progressing. Um, and then content, just fucking create as much content as you can because that's really what builds trust for clients. Yeah, Nobody's going to apply if they can't go to your, your Instagram website, podcast, YouTube, whatever you do, and, and see that you know what the hell you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I just, a couple of side comments. Um, first off, dude, like just been working with you. I've seen so many people. So first off, I can I can literally hear people say, oh my God, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I don't like the camera, blah, blah, I Not even you. I'm not going to get into that, but. Clients that you you've worked with that I've seen literally make their first video on Instagram to what they're doing right now. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess if I could say names like Tommy or Jeremiah yeah. or Cody or Cody Smith. Yeah, like, literally saw their first video. Or like when they came to your first mastermind, mm-hmm. they're like, "You need to make this first video this week." Yeah, and what they're doing now, it's like. You yeah. gotta just do
0: it. Exactly. And I was gonna say that it just comes from repetition, you yeah. know? Because confidence is built over time. Because like both yeah. of those dudes are super fucking smart. Like yes. you ask nutrition, physique, development, anything to Jeremiah, that dude knows yeah. his answers. Yeah. Looks at all the research. He's on part of all the research reviews. He's reading all the blog. Like yeah. that dude's smart. So I was like, Man, you need to build the confidence because when you get on camera, you need to be able to spit that out. Because exactly. you give this that dude a client, they're getting results. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. But Get him on camera, and he doesn't know how to articulate. Now yeah. he does, yeah. but he didn't once upon a time. Same with Cody. Cody's super fucking smart with functional yeah. fitness, um, and same thing. But yeah, both of them are super confident, and I think that just comes down to, like you said, just doing it. Because I think all, everything I just said was like really time consuming things, yeah. and it requires a lot of patience. But if you're not willing to, he- like, if you're somebody that just listened to everything I said and was like, "Fuck, I don't want to wait that long. I don't want that," then just quit. Don't go work for somebody else. Yeah, don't start a business yeah. because. That's not going to happen. Yep. Shit takes forever. Yep. But you need to be okay with that. Like when when Luca told me train at my gym with clients for five years and then start all my business, I literally was like, okay, will you hire me? He's like, you can start an internship. I was like, cool, let's do it. How long do I got to work for free? Like it was no like, fuck, I don't yeah. got time for that. Yeah. It was like whatever I got to do yeah. because I just wanted to do this so bad. And if yeah. you don't want to do this that bad, then then it's don't. not for you. Which is fine. Like I think like that's not me hating on you. Everybody has different things they yeah, want in life.
1: I agree. There's different different things for different people. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. I'm the same way. Like I I would rather rather strive to support you than do it myself.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. There's and I talk about that in that entrepreneur post I'm gonna post. There's there's entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Yeah. I have a group full of entrepreneurs. What's that? Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are the people that just, that's like a wankster. (laughs) Like just doesn't do shit. They want to do it. They want to do it. But an entrepreneur is somebody that helps create impact at the same level, but they're inside the company. Yeah. That's it.
1: That entrepreneur comment was a Shark Tank, Mark Cuban. Oh, was it? He's like, just stop. You're not an entrepreneur. You're a wantrepreneur. Leave.
0: That's funny. Yeah. I've only (laughs) seen that show a couple times. Like I never really got into it. And then we, I think Shannon's mom was over and we watched it with her. And we ended up watching like seven episodes in a row. I was yeah. like, "This is good." Yeah, it'll. it'll Richard Branson it. was on it one time. Yep. We saw that one. That was good.
1: So I got a real question before. Uh, we might have one. Uh, one more question, but without going into depth about it, something that intrigued me was you said, "Don't
0: do that to me." Without going in depth.
1: <laughs> well, first off, haven't you had a podcast on this whole question? Uh,
0: I think so. Like, I think it was called. If
1: we can identify in the 430 episodes, we'll link it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: think it was. Uh, I think there was two. I think I think one was it creating your dream business. I, it, I think that was what I'm it was. I'm asking you. Yeah. So there was definitely a podcast called "Creating Your My Dream Business" or something like that. And I literally just went through my entire process. Yeah. But I think there might have been another business one we did where I just answered that dude's. He had three questions, and they were like this. Yeah. And I don't know if it was that podcast. I'm just one.
1: saying if it, it, whether it be the guy that just asked this question or anybody else that is intrigued by that, and just know, scroll you, through and. Listen to that one. Yeah. It wasn't
0: that far yeah. ago. So just scroll through. It's, it's really easy to scroll through the iTunes So feed. anyway,
1: the other question I had was um, you said when you train somebody in person, even if you weren't prepared that day or that freaking week and somebody walks in, you can create a program for them. Mm-hmm. But you said with an online trainer, you can't do that. You have to be prepared. Yeah. Why? So well, the reason I say that is because if you weren't prepared that week or then someone emails you and says, hey, where's what's my program? You can shred it up, but same thing as if they walk in the gym, you can to write it up.
0: Yes. And no. So if somebody walks in the gym and I go, Oh shit, I don't have a program. They walk up. Hey, what am I doing today? All right. You're going to start with lay, lying hamstring curls on the Swiss ball. You're gonna do a side plank after that for 30 seconds per side. And then you're gonna do face pulls. I'll get it up on the board in a bit, but start with that. I already know in my head what an activation circuit looks like before we're doing some kind of squat pattern. So if I'm like, they deadlifted last time, we're going to squat today. Okay. Here you do leg curl, anti-rotation. Upper back, yeah. boom. External rotation on your shoulders, and they just go do that, you know. And then I can be like, all right, what am I going to do? A uh, squat. here, this, this. Because in personal training, it's more about like that experience. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where people didn't follow a six week program with me. There were some people that were okay with it and wanted that, but there was other people that literally paid for personal training because they love the feeling of of going in, getting sweaty, and like getting after it with a trainer. And that meant I had to create an experience every single time. That's way easier than creating a periodized program that's going to produce results in like knowing it's going to produce results six weeks prior to actually giving you that result. Hmm. So if if a client emails and they're like, hey, where's my program? I can't just make something up like that because I can go, hey, here's a workout for today. But then what does that say? They're unprepared and they just wrote up a quick workout for me and they're going to try to finish the actual program later on because – as an online coach, I have to make sure that like, Hey, here's your program. You're good for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it is, depends on the client. Cause I have some clients that follow the same thing for six weeks. I've yeah. other clients that it's three. Um, but it's systemized, you know, mm-hmm. the, now the only time that it's been like, so i I use true coach now and sometimes true coach, like you have to click the sync button to like transfer programs over to clients and like do stuff. So sometimes I'll create a program and I just don't even sync it. And I just I'm like done. <laughs> and then I just walk away and the client will text me and be like, yo, like, do I have programming this week? And it's like Sunday. I'm like, oh shit, hold on. And then I'll pop in and transfer it. That's an easy way to for them to know that I didn't just forget because how did I go? Oh, yep, yeah, hold on one second. Within five minutes, you have a four-week program yeah. built out already. Like, yeah. but but I think it's just it's one of those things you have to be more methodical. If if I'm doing something today that is going to help the result that you'll get tomorrow and the next day and next week and next month because it's a it's a periodized program. You know, I usually think in blocks of like three to six months with clients even if we're only programming at three weeks at a time and that means what I do today matters in relevancy to what I do in three months. That's way more in depth and methodical and systematic than me creating a program for you to just crush today.
1: Yeah. Here's well, what I out. mean, because... And,
0: and if you think about training, like push, pull, hip, knee, core. Yeah. If you do those those five movement patterns you've done everything so somebody walks in i just go okay what's their push floor press what's their pull trx row what's their hinge hip thrust what's their squat Bulgarian. like and then just boom 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 i know they're gonna get a great workout and i know it's gonna be functional
1: that's the in person that's in person yeah it's easy and but you also I, need to know guess, what you're doing i guess if you create a program for them to get a pump that day every every time they go in because they're going into the gym to get that experience people are not doing online training to get that experience
0: they're getting they're, they're doing it to get a result
1: Bingo. Yeah. That's answered my question. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like Cause I had a lot of clients, I had clients that still came to the gym that were like, I just really want a result. But I had a lot of clients that like a big part of it was the experience. Yeah. Of course they wanted to lose weight or whatever, but they loved being in the gym yeah. and it's like, okay, here's an experience, right? Um, most of the clients we work with now, they love the experience of having a coach, having accountability, communication, um, knowing that their program's built for them and it's going to like, there's their, their schedule set for the next however many weeks. So they don't have to think about it. But I think a bigger part of it is, is like this is where I want to be. How do I get there? And yeah. you have to have systems in order to do that. And I would even say you have to be pretty experienced to, to be able to work make a workout like that too. For sure. Because people would come in and they're paying a lot of money and they have no idea that I forgot their program. Yeah. No idea. Or a new client comes in like, hey, can you take this person through a trial? Or like a, a trainer didn't show up. Can you take their client for today? Like last minute. And I'm like, fuck, I don't even – I've never assessed them. I don't know but I know they're not injured so push pull hip knee core they're going to be fine. Yeah. Like hey, do you have any back issues? Yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to do a split squat instead of a regular squat cuz yeah. I know that unilateral is safer on the yeah. spine like but you need intelligence for that. Yeah. But yeah. Let's do one more and then we'll wrap it up.
1: Yeah. All right. We're fine. All right. Cool. Uh, we got so many recipes it says question about burning calories in terms of quality versus oh in terms of quality versus quantity, what really makes a workout better than the another is it based on the amount of calories we burned or the qu- quality of the work the workout entailed?
0: Um, so she added more to this question too. I okay. just took it out, but basically she was kind of like saying, like I technically, like if you think about it, like what I got from it, you burn more calories during cardio, but myself and many others recommend burning calories more through strength training, even though you burn less calories doing strength training. Definitely. Um, but that's where, like, it's not just about quantity of calories burned because there's other there's other – but at the same time it is because usually it's like an indirect – process right like so you strength train you're not going to burn as many calories today but because you consistently strength train over time you are going to burn more calories cardio you adapt to so you might Mm -hmm. burn more calories today but as you do more and more cardio you burn less and less calories with that cardio strength training there's so many ways that we can change it and create novelty and progression that you're constantly trying to adapt but never fully adapting less likely
1: to plateau you're
0: less likely to plateau (laughs) um so i think I think it is about – technically, it is about quantity because if we're trying to lose weight, it is 100% about calories in versus calories out, which means that we need a higher calorie expenditure. Um, However, indirectly, I think it's more about quality because if we focus on quality, long-term, the quantity goes up.
1: You relate quantity with volume?
0: Yeah, can Quant- quantity in just in general is like just more, okay. more, more calories burned. Period. Okay. Uh, but I think if you focus on the quality of the training to burn those calories, the quantity over time of calories burned will be greater. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think it's just that. Like, and I, and I think there was another part of the question that I I was kind of confused by, but I want to make sure I kind of hammer this to not leave any confusion. I don't think that you're you can preferentially burn calories in any type of way. And I think people are actually like what I mean by that is more like fat. Like you can't preferentially burn where see where you're gonna burn fat or know exactly what's gonna burn more calories to, for your body, opposed to being able to be like, I'm going to burn fat right here on my lower love handles. Okay, like, there we go. There we um, go. or like I'm um, gonna choose. Yeah, and, and same thing with like the calorie zones, like Uh, ellipticals, Fitbits, all those things are pretty inaccurate. Like there's really no way to really truly determine, especially because those pieces of technology don't take into consideration the adaptations that occur when your body gets used to doing those things. So like metabolic adaptation can not be recorded through a Fitbit. Right, so metabolic adaptation is the idea that as you do more and more and more cardio, your body burns less and less calories. You're basically becoming like a hybrid, For sure. right? Instead of a gas guzzler, we want to be a gas guzzler because if we burn more gas, we're burning more energy, and energy is calories. But um, so I think that. You can't you can't like uh you can't swear by those things too much because they're inaccurate and they don't change. So you are on elliptical and it's saying you're burning 200 calories, you're going to do that every time. You're not burning 200 calories first of all because it's inaccurate. And second of all, over the course of weeks, it's going to lower 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 even though the machine is going to constantly say 200 calories because you're doing the same duration at the same speed no matter what. Um, strength training is is very different yeah so um i think i think the 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 simple answer is you should focus on quality um uh, but i think in turn you're going to see a greater quantity of calories burned because of that
1: yeah would you would you say that cardio is a gas guzzler and strength training is a hybrid vice if, versa if I, if vice versa okay um the way I was I, they're
0: both gas guzzlers at first if you think about it okay so uh but the problem yeah okay. the problem is is like over time, you become a hybrid with yeah. cardio. So if you're doing uh, a 30-minute run every morning, pff, six weeks in, you're not burning nearly as many calories as you were week one. Week yeah. one, you were guzzling a ton of gas. That's yeah. why people jump into a new like, cardio craze or boot camp class. They burn a ton of calories and lose a bunch of weight the first month or two. And they're like, this is all I need to do. And then they're like, why isn't month three working? Month four, I'm gaining weight. What the hell is going on? It's like, your body adapted. You need to change. Yeah. Like, like. Change is required in order to see change. Yeah. It's insane to do the same thing over and over again and expect a better result. doesn't mean cardio can't be used because if somebody wants to get on stage, we're using cardio and it's going to be very simple and it's going to be very boring because it's going to be 30 minutes walking on the treadmill every fucking day. Yeah. But as your body adapts, we add more cardio. Yeah. As your body adapts, we have to go longer or, or faster or whatever it may be. And I also know that we're doing this for this block of time. So if we have a show in 24 weeks, I'm going to implement cardio 12 weeks out and I'm going to slowly ramp it up over the course of that time. I know by the time you get on stage that cardio is not doing a ton, yep. but that's okay because we're about to get rid of it because yep. we're gonna go go to maintenance. For sure, Does that makes sense.
1: Yep, I was thinking in, in the incorrect way or a different way. I was thinking gas guzzler as in cardio because you 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 guzzle all these calories and then you run out of gas, so it plat as in running out of gas as it plateaus. A hybrid, you're always consistently losing calories, but you can go on forever mm. and you don't plateau because you don't run out of gas.
0: That's a good. That'd be a good analogy.
1: But you were. Th- thinking in a different way but both sure yeah
0: both work either way I think I think we got the point across that, yep. that makes sense yep. before I let you go I just want to say thanks I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me educating yourself to get better results it still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn it's so empowering and because of that I have three quick things for you the first one is a personal favor